0: You're with Dr. Darlie Lees, bringing you uncommon insights and practices on wellness, relationships, and spirituality in 7-Minute Nuggets or less. What would you say is our most important physiological need? That's what we're diving into today. I do wellness workshops and pose this question, many assume it's the need to eat good food. That's understandable because food is so central to any culture and society. Mealtimes are vital parts of the day. Huge industries are created around the cultivation, distribution, and serving of food. Cooking is celebrated as an art form in documentaries, podcasts, print food journalism, social media, and TV networks dedicated solely to food. For those watching their waistlines, changing their diet is usually the focus of their efforts. Coupled with exercise, this is nearly universally accepted as the winning method for achieving and maintaining one's ideal weight. No doubt, food is an essential physiological need, though it's not the most important albeit not recommended, we can go upwards of a month without food, but only mere minutes without oxygen. Our bodies derive 90% of its energy from oxygen. The remaining 10% is supplied by food and water. In no small way, the following statement is true. Oxygen is an energizing force, yet we don't often get enough of it and our medical health paradigm rarely points to poor oxygenation as a causal factor of disease. Case in point, you're probably more familiar with nutritionists or dietitians than you are with respiratory therapists or pulmonologists. Years ago, I found a list compiled by the former breathing foundation in the Netherlands that identified nearly 200 physical and psychological symptoms directly linked to oxygen deficiency. On the list were some surprising and not so surprising illnesses and discomforts, including high blood pressure, frequent yawning, drowsiness, skin rashes, headache, fatigue, weight gain, digestive difficulties, frequent fevers or colds, irritable bowel, insomnia, mental fog, feelings of anxiety, neck and shoulder pain, swollen legs, and agitated or aggressive behavior. According to the Environmental Protection Agency, the average American spends 93% of their life indoors, so it's no wonder we're suffering. The quality of the air we breathe absolutely matters. As we inhale, we take in air, a percentage of which is oxygen, and then we exhale carbon dioxide, which is a toxin. In ill-ventilated spaces, with time, the ratio of oxygen to carbon dioxide tips in favor of carbon dioxide. And as we continue breathing, we reintroduce what is essentially a waste product back into our bodies. It's a slow but very real suffocation. There is a relational equivalent to oxygen. Positive words. The rising awareness of the negative impact of verbal, emotional, and psychological abuse is slowly creating a much needed intolerance for these relational violations. Scripture has long spoken on this topic, highlighting the ability of words to either edify or destroy. For instance, Proverbs 18.21 teaches, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Words meant to discourage, constant complaints, bullying and mean-spirited conversation sap gathering spaces and relationships of emotional oxygen causing a slow and painful suffocation in those who take in these toxic fumes Examples of overt emotional abuse can take on the form of name-calling, cursing, flagrant use of status to intimidate you into silence and ridiculing. Covert or hidden forms of abuse show up as gaslighting, emotional neglect or withdrawal, and smear campaigns aimed at maligning someone's character, but disguised as concern. With covert abuse, you get the sense you're inconsequential but it's hard to collect the evidence. Without oxygen, we suffocate. Without words that let us know we are seen, we count, and we're loved, we suffocate. Here's what we can do to reverse these unhealthful scenarios. For your body, deep breathing exercises are a great way to start the day. Find your favorite and practice in a well-ventilated room if a patio, balcony, backyard, or rooftop terrace isn't available. Aim to air out your home, car, and if possible, workspace daily by opening the windows and letting the air circulate. Yep, even in the winter and summer too. It'll make a huge difference. As often as you can, go for walks in the park and head outdoors to take breathers throughout your workday. In your relationships, notice the effect, the words and attitudes of your friends, family members, church community, and coworkers have on you. Are you energized or are you left feeling deflated after spending time with them? If it's the latter and it's a pattern, it may be time to reevaluate some of those connections. Equally important, Do your words energize or suffocate? Do they build people up or are they tearing others down? The quality of the air we breathe absolutely matters. The quality of our relationships, no less. If this dual approach to wellness resonates with you, check out my Happy Healthy Body, Happy Healthy Relationships course at Darlielees.com. I'll include the link in the show notes. Thanks for joining me today. If you liked what you heard, share it with a friend. See you next time.